Welcome back to another episode of You've Got Connections. Just like relationships being so important, connections are where it starts. I feel with the right connection, so many things can start to blossom. I love the expression, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I'm your host, Arielle Levitt. We are going to talk with entrepreneurs, see how they have built their businesses through connections, and how you can do the same. Every week, we will talk with new business owners to get connected with them and learn how they have built their business, maintain their relationships while building their empire, and have the courage to do their life's purpose. It's time to start elevating the world through connections. Let's dive in and take a listen. Thank you to one of our sponsors, The Newlywood Card Game. Here's something that nobody tells you about marriage. After the wedding ends, you and your partner will be scratching your heads and wondering what in the world to do next. The first years of marriage can be blah and boring, but it doesn't have to be that way. Meet the Newlywed Card Game, the first ever card game for newlyweds that adds a spark of romance, adventure, and fun after the honeymoon ends. When you get your hands on the Newlywed Card Game, you'll have 75 curated cards inside that are filled with challenges, adventures, and deep conversation starters. Learn more at thenewlywedcardgame.com and use the code L-O-V-E for $5 off. That's love, L-O-V-E for $5 off. I am so excited to share with you my guest this week, Patricia Rain. We got connected through a mutual friend. And when we did, it was just like, you know, you have the feeling like you've just known somebody for a very long time and you connect with them in this way where it's just, you could have this conversation for hours with them and you're like, okay, where are we going next? What's happening next? Well, that's how it was with Patricia Rain. She started this mobile spa company and she's just taken this to a whole new level and how she is growing this and using her connections and using what she is doing to provide these services and, and being who she is. This is what she knows that she wants to provide to the world. So I'm so excited to bring this conversation to you this week and share this human being who is absolutely amazing. So let's take a listen to this conversation this week. Trisha Rain, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. This is so much fun and such an entrepreneur. And we got connected um, through a mutual friend of ours that was like, hey, you guys should just meet. Maybe possibilities could come. You guys have like the same energy a little bit. Um, Why don't you just try and see? So we reached out to each other and we had such an amazing one-on-one. So before I even continue on, I'm just like telling everybody about what our one-on-one was like, hi, hi. Welcome. good morning. <laughs> this is so much fun having you on the podcast. Today. Thank you so much for having me. So first off, tell a little bit about yourself. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm Patricia Rain. I am what I like to say, your luxury mobile spa mogul. And I run the number one mobile spa company in South Florida, and we offer manicures, pedicures, massages, and facials to clients in their home office or hotel so that they don't have to travel to the spa. You know, that traffic in South Florida is crazy and it's growing daily. And so we wanted a solution for our clients so that they did not have to compromise their self-care. And that was where Traveling Aura was birthed. And I've been a licensed full specialist, which means I do nails and skincare for the last 18 years. It's amazing. When you told me you started, like, one thing that fascinated when you were saying, like, you started doing this, like, when you were 10, you really knew at 10 years old, which is crazy to think about because, like, I didn't even know, like... I didn't even think if I got my nails done at 10 years old, maybe I did. Like I did, I painted them myself, but like you knew at 10, that this is something that you wanted to do. Well, when you put it in that perspective, I was just a busybody that 
wanted to find something to entertain myself. And, you know, I grew up, I'm not going to tell you my age, but I grew up in the era where, you know, technology just was not as it, it was still developing. So we had to find creative ways to entertain ourselves. And my mom is a licensed manicurist. She had all the supplies at home and I took it upon myself to play in her things frequently. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it makes more sense. You know, when you're around it, you feel it. You're like, oh, this kind of is exciting and I enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm sure your mom encouraged you a lot, like to to dabble and play. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I wouldn't say I knew per se, I just enjoyed the creativity component because, you know, there is a nail art component. You do have to, what I say, color within the lines because (laughs) no client wants polish on their cuticles or skin. So it's, it's kind of like coloring a little bit. So, um, it just, it took a couple of years for me to realize that this could morph into, you know, a career as well as, um, you know, a business venture. So it did take me a minute to connect that dot in it. Um, what I loved is the creativity that it allowed me to tap into. So you, like when you say like you, it took you a minute to like figure out when this could be business from like fun to business. What was there a time that it actually like clicked for you? Like, was there a moment that you're like, oh, wait, I should be doing this as my business. Or was there something that happened? Yes. So um, that's a really great question. It took for, you know, me working in different salon settings mm-hmm. and I started to invest in continuing education. So I started to take nail classes and just to expand my knowledge because I had started so young, right? I was about 16 years old when I started. And when I started to, you know, enroll in these classes and these experienced educators were telling me, you know, you can work on set with um, celebrities. You can open your own salon. You can, you know, go mobile. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, this is a business. And so it took for me, what happens is when you're a service provider, Mm -hmm. you don't make the connection. You think that entrepreneurship is this Mm far-fetched ideology and you don't make that connection. And so one day I, you know, what happens is you work in environments and you realize, man, I would love to create my own environment where people can enjoy. And it kind of birthed from that concept of me wanting to do it my way, which is what generally happens with entrepreneurs. We're like, I don't like the way you're doing it. I want to do it my way. And so it, it, I started to do more research. And so that's when it clicked like, this is a business and not a hobby. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because I mean, it's transforming that, right? A business is, or a hobby is something you do for fun. Mm-hmm. And a business is something where you actually have that exchange of energy and money mm-hmm. for a service or product or, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, it's money. It's, it's that exchange. Or I guess you could like, I don't know. No, it's exactly barter. that. I mean, it's the same thing back when we bartered, right? right. Like, cow, would you like my cow? You know, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, it's the same. Yeah, I agree. So, um, making that leap and changing that is so. Um, that's a lot. It's a it's it's an interesting leap to make. And so, okay, so you were nail tech for a while, mm-hmm. and then you decided, well, I want to add more services on. I want to bring this mobile. But were you scared? Like what, what were your feelings? Scared is an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) An understatement. I was fearful because I really like to 
make sure I'm knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. So I became obsessed with research and, you know, because everything had to be perfect. Everything had to be perfect. I want it to be this way. I want it to be that way. And entrepreneurship, as you know, it's not about perfection. It's about consistency. And I had to learn that hard way. I'm like, you can read a million books, but implementation is where you're going to determine when and where to implement what you learned. And that essentially was a, you know, a learning curve for me as well. So, um, and then the information it's helpful, but it adds to the fear Mm -hmm. because you're overanalyzing everything that you've read and it has to be this way and it has to be that way. So yes, I was fearful, but I was determined to, you know, see it through. It took me a couple of years before I actually kicked it off though. And that's just to say, like when you were having those downs, like, I mean, and as an entrepreneur, you go through those ups and downs and there's like those times you're like, who am I to do this? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I need to just like, this is crazy, which I, you know, you have all these thoughts and it goes through your head and you're like, but then you have this, this feeling in your body where mm-hmm. you're like, but it's for something bigger. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what, because I started so young and I felt like I really didn't have enough guidance on how to transition into the entrepreneurial realm in my industry. It made me want to do it more because I was thinking to myself, you know, how many more other people could benefit or would like to, and don't just because of fear or not enough information. And so I was like, you know, put your big girl thinking cap on and get it done. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. Did you reach out to resources or, or people that you knew or, or like get connected with other people or how did you, or did you just do this on your own and then connection started happening? Did you allow that to happen? What? Great question. So um, a mixture of both. Um, As I mentioned, I started going to the classes and at the time I was living in North Florida. And so in North Florida, they did not have many classes at all. So I would always have to travel to either Orlando, Jacksonville, which is generally about two to four hours away from where I lived. And I, when I would go to these classes, of course, the instructor, the educator would give us access to their email and I would just follow up with them to ask questions. And again, still fearful, not implementing right away what I learned because I'm like, okay, that worked for them. Is that going to work for me that way? Do I need to do it? And I, and it's just, you know, the ping pong that happens Mm -hmm. in your head about, you know, the information that you get, it's, it's unbelievable. And so I was in a college town and what also helped me is the resources that they had available, um, associated with the universities. So the small business development center, I would take advantage of their free one-on-ones and I would set up meetings with, you know, the, the people in their office and just ask them a thousand questions. It's so amazing to use your resources and to, yeah. And to be willing to learn. Absolutely. Right? And, and implement what they teach you mm-hmm. because it's, it's scary. It's very, I love learning though. 
Yeah. I love learning because I feel there's so many things that I don't know mm-hmm. and so many things out there that I can be exposed to. So I really love in-depth conversations about, you know, just whatever those topics are that interest me, especially mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Yeah. And, you know, people really share and break down you know, their process and journey. And as a manicurist, I've had a chance to have entrepreneurs sit in my chair and, you know, attorneys, doctors who eventually open their own practice. Mm -hmm. And even though we're in a different industry, they would struggle with the concept of their, their profession and the business. So there were some similarities there. And so I would pick their brains too. Yeah. They just love like talking with you too. Like, because as an entrepreneur, it's like so exciting, right. Mm -hmm. To talk to somebody else and to, um, have that conversation. You're like, Ooh, how can I do what you're doing? Right. Figure out more things, implement some of these things that you have learned. Absolutely. Um, because like you said, it's, you, you think you tried perfection, right? You try to do like, get everything, all your ducks in the line. You're like, well, everything's perfect. So shouldn't everything come to me now? And everything is, looks beautiful, but it also goes back to that connection with each other and connection. Mm-hmm. Like you got to connect to your customers. you got to connect and you've got to be authentic mm-hmm. um, because everybody can smell when somebody's not being authentic Absolutely. and it looks fake and phony. Absolutely. And in this world as humans, we just want connection. And that natural connection. And because the beauty of what the beauty of being in beauty. (laughs) A little little thing there. I love that. I I had to say that. (laughs) The beauty of it is because I would work so close. When you're doing a manicure, you're this close to the person. It's like, hey, um, almost like you're an eye doctor. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, let me see what's going on with your cuticles. And so being that close with someone, it's awkward. So it really allowed me to master the art of, you know, communication and and authenticity, because when you're that close to someone, you can't fake it. No, that is so true. I didn't even think of that. If you're across the room, yes. But if we're that close to each other, you can feel it and there's no way to hide it. Yeah. So I, mean, I definitely you're, you're mastered it. Absolutely. <laughs> Literally. So I've, I've learned to master that just over time. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. There's so many different parts about like being a service provider that you are and, and figuring that out. So how did you figure out, I want to figure out how you figured out this whole mobile idea, because I think it's really interesting how you have, you're like, oh, I'm not going to just open up a, like a brick and mortar store. Like, nope, I'm going to other people. So I love this question. Um, I was working in a day spa Mm -hmm. in North Florida and one of my regulars came in and she got really emotional during her service. And I'm like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? And she was thinking about her grandmother who had recently passed away. And she said to me, have you ever considered going mobile? And at the time I was, and which was very, very peculiar that she had brought that up because I didn't share it with anyone. You know, I was just doing my research. And at the time, Google was still in the infancy stage where there wasn't that much information. And even now, even though Google has more information, there aren't many companies that are mobile. So the information that I was seeking was very hard for me to find. And so 
And I was like, well, why do you ask? She was like, I think you have a really great personality and you would, I would have loved to have paid someone like you to go do manicures for her in between the weeks that I was busy at work because she was an attorney. And she was like, if I could have sent someone out to service her while on those weeks that I couldn't go, it would have made me feel so, so much better because my grandmother was a woman that loved to keep herself up. And that was something that she enjoyed. And I was like, and she was like, you should, and I shared with her, you know, I'm actually thinking about that. And she was like, you need to do it. You should totally do it. She was like, I would love to invest in the concept. She was like, but I don't have any money to contribute, but I have a manicure table at home that is a foldable manicure table. I don't know how she ended up with what that. What the heck? Like how random is how that? How random, right? Like she's like, who has it's... a fold up rant? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> who has a fold up manicure table in their house? I was a manicurist and I didn't have one. <laughs> she was not a manicurist and she had one. The irony, right? Yeah. It's like totally meant to be. Yes. Talk about connecting with somebody and get it. Okay. Go on. Yeah, this is so fun. So she's like, yeah, this table has been sitting in my garage for, I don't remember the length of time that she said, but it hadn't been used in a while. And she was like, I would love to give that to you as, you know, a token of encouragement so that you can see that I see value in this and for you to pursue it. And I found that very, you know, that was just really sentimental to me. And to me, that was my sign, right? Mm -hmm. You know, as we're going through our journeys, we're always looking for confirmation on whether or not we're moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And so for her to randomly bring that up that day and to have the table in addition to that, and she was persistent. Like she was like, you have to get this table. It's almost like, how could you not do this? Yes. Like you'd she be doing it. Dis- not. Oh, you would be doing a disservice to like the world mm-hmm. if you didn't do this. Yes. She was so persistent and she would not leave me alone about it. And I was like, you know what? You're always asking for confirmation mm-hmm. on whether or not you're moving in the right direction. And here it is. And so I still have the table to this day. This is amazing. Yeah. I, I literally, I'm like, I'm keeping this table and this is my I memory. Get, and- like the chills, like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. it's just so cool. It's like, so much confirmation of like what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and your purpose in this world. And it's just so beautiful, like to hear that. And wow. Yes. And the rest is history. Now, I will say uh-huh. it did take me probably about, because again, analysis paralysis yeah. kicked in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> Aren't we all yeah. familiar? <laughs> <laughs> and this can apply to not just entrepreneurs, anyone okay. that's driven and, you know, really sees themselves as putting their be- best foot forward. Uh-huh. We will overanalyze. It took about three to four years before I actually implemented from that conversation. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I I don't want to leave that part out. No. (laughs) Holy cow. Yes. Four years. Yep. Because I would go slowly and slowly and slowly. And again, fear would kick in because I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this by myself? How am I going to, you know, find the money to get started? And at the time I was working for the state of Florida. Yeah. And I was working overnight. 
um, for Child Protective Services. And I just was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And so it took me longer and longer and longer in order to implement. Wow. Oh my gosh. That just blows my mind. Because See like, here. yeah, fear plays a huge role. Mm-hmm. And so now since you've been in your business and obviously there's always times where you're like, all right, next level, let's level up, level up, level up. Right. And so do you still have that fear sometimes? Does that hit you? Yes, but not the same. I feel when I think of fear now, it's more of an encouragement. Mm -hmm. When I think of fear now, it's, it reminds me that I'm human Mm -hmm. and I need to pursue it more versus then I felt like fear was something I didn't understand and the unknown drove me crazy. And so now it's the opposite. The unknown excites me. You know, so it's like the fear still comes up, but it doesn't stop me like it did before, which is the growth process. Yeah. And it's like, once you get past that, you're like, whoa, it's kind of nice on this side of things. Like, what have you been waiting for? Yeah. (laughs) Like I had to wait four years, (laughs) three to four years, whatever. Yep. To get to that other side. Wow. So as an entrepreneur, and I get this feeling a lot, and I'm going to talk to you about this because, um, dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I know I have to bring it up and talk about it, but it has been a thing, a little bit of a struggle for myself also in a way, because, um, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes people get intimidated by you Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I don't know. She's out of my league or whatever. And you're like, I'm just me. Like, I'm just doing my thing. I don't know. (laughs) So what is it like dating and how is that, how has being an entrepreneur, a businesswoman um, affected you or has it affected you? Maybe it hasn't at all. Like how much time do you, (laughs) (laughs) we can be here all day. (laughs) Spark notes version, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, how can I say it? So it has been challenging um, because oftentimes what happens is, you know, guys are intimidated by the ideology that, and I hope this doesn't sound terrible, that you can make decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, so they see it as, unfortunately, as a way of challenging them Mm -hmm. or not trusting them when it's not the case. It's just going back to the analysis paralysis. It's like, hey, I do this with everything. You know, it's like, let me take you on this journey through entrepreneurship on how I've overanalyzed everything. It has nothing to do with you, I promise. But I'm human. (laughs) So um, dating has been hard. Um, I find that it's a lot easier to date um, guys that are also entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. or are, you know, top level in, in their position, whatever industry they're in, because they tend to understand the demand of what you're doing. And that's something I had to learn the hard way. Cause before I would date people that just didn't have the understanding of the process. Mm -hmm. And what happens as an entrepreneur, you have lots of peaks, right? Today, you are super excited. You met your goal. Everything went well. And then tomorrow you're faced with whatever. And then you're like, 
I'm trying to act normal here, but I'm human, you know? And so that was, that was where the friction would happen in the dating, because when things aren't going well in the business, they think it's them when it's like, no, I just need to figure this out. So I'm still learning how to, um, and, and the key factor is communication is being able to, to meet someone that you can communicate with who understands that. And so men aren't always, I love you, men. (laughs) Starting with that. Okay. I love you, men. I'm just going to say that again. You know, sometimes men are like, skip that part. I don't want to talk about that. You know, I want everything to be perfect. And so it's like, no, sir, (laughs) it's not how this goes. (laughs) Funny. So I'm still learning. I'm still yeah, learning. And I mean, it can go either way too, because it's also balancing that, um, as an entrepreneur, you, um, you're like, wait, you can't just leave your job and go have coffee over here. Like, that's kind of what I have to do. Like, I just make these appointments and I have to, you know, constantly network and do different things. And it's, so it's kind of funny that we like, I mean, I know I can speak for myself, maybe as an entrepreneur, whatever. But that I kind of tend to do that sometimes too. And I'm like, oh, wait, I forget that it's, you have to answer to somebody else. Like you just have to answer to yourself. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is something I've experienced as well. So when starting my business, well, before when I would work in the salons, there's different ways you can work in salons. So there was a point where I worked as a booth runner. And so as a booth runner, what happens is it's almost like you're your own, your, your own boss. Mm -hmm. You pay a specific rent either every week or once a month, Mm -hmm. and you're responsible for your products, your marketing, et cetera. And typically there's either hairstylists or other beauty professionals that work in this space as well. So at the time I was in college or in a college town, so to speak. And so, you know, college towns, they kind of don't sleep. So I would be doing nails at the most awkward times, like 11 PM at night, you know, because you're in college, you're sleeping in till noon anyway. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I would end up doing nails until it was that late. And when I was in a relationship, it did not go well, you know, several times (laughs) because he's like, so you're doing nails at 11 (laughs) o'clock at midnight. And I'm like, you know, this is pre selfie days. And had I known any better, I should have been taking selfies with my Blackberry, but (laughs) so, and you know, he would get really upset. And, you know, no matter how much I would talk to him about it, you know, there were times that he would come to the salon and because I'd invite him like, hey, come up here and, you know, see, but that still didn't, didn't change. And so a lot of that tends to be as well, some insecurities, Mm -hmm. I I feel um, on, on his part, but that's what also made me pay more attention as I grew within my craft, as well as my business that I'm like, wow, I need someone that I can communicate with someone that Mm -hmm. understands the entrepreneurial world and someone who is confident in, you know, our relationship. So, cause I'm such a loyal person. So it's like, I couldn't understand why he couldn't conceptualize that. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for anyone else. (laughs) Like, 
do you know how much work this is? You know, running my own mini business, dating, and yeah. all the, you know, other things. That comes with it. I can't. Like, yeah. It's too much. <laughs> There's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> exactly. So that's the cliff notes version. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so funny. And it's like in a relationship, right? And um, you learn so much about yourself. But then also as an entrepreneur, you learn so much about yourself. You're like, whoa, I didn't even know I was even capable of doing those things, which is quite fascinating to find out about yourself, right? Like, so what are some things that you've learned about yourself that <laughs> along this journey? That's a really, really great question. I've learned so many things. You know, what I've learned is the art of communication, mm. that I am, you know, really good at communicating. I learned that organization is not my best skill <laughs> and that I should delegate those tasks <laughs> as much as I can. <laughs> and it's okay to get help mm-hmm. on the process and the journey and on the areas that aren't your strong points. It doesn't mean that you're not cap- that I'm not capable as an entrepreneur. It just means that I need a little bit more training in that area or I need to rely on, you know, the individuals that have perfected that specific you know, tasks, skill and things of that nature. So I learned that it's okay to not be able to do it all. It's not realistic to be able to do it all and to allow myself the time and space to process, you know, the different things that I learned because I'm so focused on the next thing, like the next accomplishment, you know, oh, I need to do this. And sometimes in the past, I didn't allow myself enough time to stop and soak it in. And so reflecting is a really, really important factor in entrepreneurship. And I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm glad I finally got it now because Mm -hmm. if you don't reflect, you don't know what to correct. Mm -hmm. And so you have to reflect to determine what's working and what's not working because you don't want to keep doing things that aren't working. That's an oxymoron, you know, (laughs) like, I mean, just because you have this, like, passion and vision, you have to sometimes change it and do something totally that you didn't think you were going to be doing to get to where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, that is definitely something that is, it happens. It, it's so funny how that happens, right? Yes. You're like, what? I have to go left to go to right? <laughs> make it make sense. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So what is the next phase for you? What's the next step for, for you and your business? Hmm. So the next step for me and my business is to, which is why I'm really excited to be on this podcast, my first official podcast. Because one of the things I said to myself was I need to do more, more speaking engagements, things like this. So I'm really excited that you invited me to join you on this conversation because it, it's in alignment with how, the next phase and the next level, so to speak. Isn't that interesting how you had this allowing of this to happen and it happened. You didn't know how it was going to happen. You didn't know what was going to happen. And you were just like, I think it's time that I do speaking engagements. And then here we are, (laughs) here we are. And it did not take long. And I I think what's key in what you said is the allowing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, 
because I tend to want to be in control. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how is this going to happen? I, I, I want to know every step and when so I could be prepared. And just like you said, just allow it. So I allowed it. I'm here. I'm excited. The next step is to uh, position myself more as a uh, professional in terms of um, an expert. Because I've been doing this for almost 20 years now, as far as the skill and the craft of, of the beauty industry. And there's so many things that I know. There's so many things that I can contribute to this space. So doing things like this, speaking, um, bringing more individuals into the industry, because one of the things that I'm passionate about, and I realize, um, I'm not sure if it's the same for your industry, but there's a lot of industries that always focuses on cultivating the next generation. Mm -hmm. And I feel that in my particular field, there's people that focus on it, but it's not like the tech industry yeah. where they're always, you know, working on the up and coming. And so it saddens me. I'm like, Hey, I have to contribute my portion to this because if not, Who's going to provide these services in the future? Because there is so much value to being pampered. There's, yeah. it, it just makes your yeah. morale feel better. It's really, really a self-esteem booster. So my focal point is how many young, um, you know, young, old, doesn't matter who's interested in delving more into the industry, but is fearful like I was. Yeah. So now I can speak to them from a place of experience. And so the goal is to, you know, make sure that I'm heard more um, and that people know that you're not the only one that has gone through this journey and it's part of the process. Embrace it. <laughs> it really is. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has just been so heartwarming and so wonderful. And I love getting to know you better. And so how can other people get to know you and stay connected with you? Where can they find you? Well, I am on social media, of course, as you all know, everyone's on social media. You can find me at LinkedIn, Patricia Rain. You can also find my business traveling Aura Momo Spa and Aura is A-U-R-A. And you can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, Patricia Rain. And on Instagram, it's underscore radiant underscore rain underscore. And my business name on Instagram is Traveling Aura. And you can find us on all social media platforms using that. Um, I'll make sure everything's at. in the show notes and everything. <laughs> but I just am so excited to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this opportunity and, you know, being the Kickstarter of of me aligning with my goals for 2022, because again, had you not asked how much longer would I have put it off for? Mm. That's just leave it with that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I so enjoy being here with you every Monday and digging into these amazing stories. But before I see you next week, if you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend or write a review on iTunes. I appreciate all your support and love staying connected on Instagram or at you'vegotconnections.com, especially if you want to know more on how to connect with these business owners. If you want to see some behind the scenes or tell me your thoughts on this episode or email me at you've got connections at gmail.com. Until next time.